Welcome to the Female CEO Show. I'm your host, Courtney Quinn. I'm a corporate dropout turned serial entrepreneur with a passion for helping female business owners step into your power and reach your full potential in business and in life. I'm on a mission to empower more women to become their own boss while teaching them how to do it in a healthy, scalable way that supports your dream life so that you're running a business and not owning a business that runs you. Whether you're a seasoned entrepreneur or you're still toying with the idea of diving into your own business, you're in the right place if you're looking for tools to support you as you are navigating the world of entrepreneurship as a woman, because I'm going to get real with you on how to do so. Let's dive in to today's episode. Hello, friends. Welcome to today's episode of the Female CEO Show podcast. Today, I am with Jesse Lockhart, and we are going to be talking about how she paid for her success in business with her health and how she has reversed that and how we can learn to not do the same and to put our health and our bodies first as we're building businesses so we aren't making those sacrifices. So Jesse is a realtor turned holistic fitness coach, personal trainer. After a couple of six-figure years in real estate, Jesse realized that she had paid for it with her health. She was dealing with a dysfunctional gut, cystic acne, eczema, weight gain, and several other hormone imbalances. So Jesse started implementing holistic-based practices in addition to strength training and has been able to heal her body without medication, sign me up, and doing so has helped her thrive in every area of her life. Now she helps other entrepreneurial, high-achieving women make their health a priority by combining holistic-based practices and strength training so they can transform their mind, body, and business If you guys have been following along on Instagram, you know that this has been a hot topic lately for me, getting into 2023, healing my gut, and really kind of working on exactly this and starting to make my health a priority again alongside my business. So I'm so excited to dive in today on this topic. Jesse, welcome to the Female CEO Show. Thank you so much for being here with us. Thank you so much, Courtney. I am really excited to be here and dive into all things gut health, holistic health, and everything in between. Oh my gosh, yes. I'm so excited. So kick things off for us. Tell us a little bit about your story and kind of what this like burnout from being a realtor and sacrificing your health looked like. Kind of give us the scoop. Yeah. So I became a real estate agent in 2019. I actually quit my full-time job at the time to dive headfirst into being a real estate agent. And uh, during 2019, I actually really struggled to earn an income, to get clients, to build a business. It was really difficult for me. And so coming into 2020, I knew that something had to change. I knew I had to try and make some forward progress somewhere to try to try and create momentum within my business. And so the easiest thing for me was to turn to the gym because we all know like personal development is huge in, in being a business person. And that was kind of the, the best form of personal development that I knew at the time. And so I started going to the gym in 2020 and about six to eight weeks into creating that habit, COVID hit and all of the gyms closed. And so I had to make a choice <laughs> to either let that stop me or 
continue moving forward and just adapt. And I just decided to adapt. I was working out, um, in my garage and I actually hated it. Like a lot of people work out from home and that's their jam. And that's great. I'm so happy that you love that. That is not me. (laughs) And so, so I, um, yeah, I just, I modified and I was working out in my, in my garage and, in May of 2020 is when I actually started to get some momentum in my real estate business. And between May of 2020 and December, you know, end of the year, I actually ended up going from zero to six figures in seven months in my real estate business. And so things happened really quickly for me. And I am so grateful for that. Also kind of concurrently, I started to notice that I was dealing with like similar symptoms on an almost a daily basis. Things like I would get headaches really bad and the headaches would like radiate down into my jaw. And it was, it was really weird. And so I was dealing with that. I was dealing with gut dysfunction. I was afraid to go out to eat in the event that something would upset my stomach and I'd have to find a bathroom right away and just all different kinds of things as well as cystic acne, which was something I'd never dealt with before. So at the end of 2020, I decided to get my thyroid hormones and food sensitivities tested. And it was at that results call or at that results appointment with that naturopathic doctor that I received an autoimmune diagnosis for my thyroid, a laundry list of hormone imbalances, including sky high cortisol and um, another huge list of food sensitivities to things like gluten, dairy, tomatoes, coffee, some random fruits and vegetables, um, and was given this like huge, you know, daunting task of making all of these lifestyle changes in order to correct where I was at. And so 2021 was kind of the year that I really undertook all of that and made huge lifestyle changes. And I was also, I was able to do that concurrently with my real estate business. I hit another six figures, exceeded where I had hit in 2020 and uh, hit another six figures in 2021. And also in the latter half of 2021, I competed in a bodybuilding show. I kind of needed some external motivation when it came to the gym. I needed something to push forward, like something to motivate myself. You know what I mean? And so I decided to do that. And it was really during that experience that I learned how to truly make my health a priority, my nutrition, getting my gym time in, as well as maintaining a six-figure business as a real estate agent. And so going through that experience was really transformational, really powerful for me. And then coming into 2022, I was starting to feel kind of a push towards the fitness industry just through my own experience of making holistic lifestyle changes while doing strength training. I realized how beneficial that was for me. And I realized how little that's actually being talked about in the fitness industry itself. We all, you know, there are lots of holistic health coaches and holistic nutritionists and hormone coaches and all of that on that side, but no one's really coming in from the fitness side of things, from the personal trainer side of things. And so in 2022, I decided to completely pivot out of real estate and into the fitness industry. So I got my certified personal training certificate and I started, you know, coaching clients on how to create all around transformation. And so 
that's really kind of, I guess, in a, a long winded story of how I got to where I am now. Incredible. I love how you took so many like leaps of faith in that story, you know, like leaving your job to go into real estate and then like going full in on lifestyle changes and then being like, no, I'm going to go all in on a business for myself and just like really following your gut and following your passions through that career journey. I respect that so much. So I'm really curious. You mentioned, you know, you get all of this information back from your naturopath and there are some like huge lifestyle changes ahead that you have to implement, you know, to kind of start healing. What were some of the specific changes that you had to make? Like, what did that process look like for you? Mm -hmm. Yeah, great question. So the big one was removing gluten and dairy from my diet. Those are both really mm. inflammatory food groups for me and my body based on the testing that I received, as well as my autoimmune condition of Hashimoto's, um, thyroiditis. Mm -hmm. Gluten is a very triggering inflammatory thing for your thyroid as well. Mm -hmm. And so that was a huge lifestyle change because I grew up drinking milk, eating bread, pasta, you know, you name it, right? Like, like most of us did, you know? <laughs> and so that was a huge change. And I'll be honest, like I was not the person that was able to just like cut gluten out completely a hundred percent. Like I have not yeah. been gluten free for two years, but I would say that I'm pretty much like 70 to 80% gluten free, but every once in a while, okay something will come up and I'll, I'll end up eating gluten. And I can mm -hmm. tell a difference when I eat gluten versus when I don't. Um, if I eat it just one time, my body can recover pretty quickly. But if I eat it consistently over like a week, then I can, you know, tell that I start to get inflamed and all of the things. So very interesting wow. to notice that within my own body. Um, so removing yeah. gluten and dairy was a big thing. Also removing endocrine disruptors, so hormone disruptors from my home, my lifestyle. So that included false fragrances. I threw out all of our candles. I threw out all of my perfumes. I haven't worn perfume in over two years. Wow. Um, my husband hasn't worn cologne for a year now. Um, he was a little bit slower to get rid of it <laughs> than I was, but um, removing all types of false fragrance and starting to make product swaps. So getting rid of kind of the toxic household cleaners, toxic household products as we ran out of them and replacing them with something cleaner, more natural, um, yeah. you know, maybe more essential oil fragrance instead of actual false fragrance. So those were really the big two yeah. things. Cause I had already kind of nailed okay. down like strength training and getting to the gym. That was a pretty easy thing for me to just keep doing. But those two are the first things that come to mind. Yeah, no, those are great examples. And I love with the, the cleaning supply example, you weren't just like, everything has to go. I love how you said like, when we needed to get a new one, we just got a better version of it which I feel like is something I'm trying to embody right now. Like I just had to get new laundry detergent. I did not get tied this time. Like I got something <laughs> that I had seen that was like organic and like clear of dyes and all of that. And I was like, okay, like these little, like I feel like those little things do add up to make it feel a little less overwhelming. And I love how you said too, like, I haven't been gluten-free for two years. That was something that was on my mind. If that was one of those things, you had to cut it out completely. Or if it was like, 
I'm aware that I'm going to eat gluten and I'm aware that like those might be like I might have consequences, but like in this moment it's worth it for me. Yeah. Yeah. And so and the way yeah. that I see it is just like just kind of like the same thing with replacing products as you run out. Like it takes years of using those things wow. or eating those things to actually compound into a, a larger problem. And mm. if you go into it with that mindset of all or nothing, like there were some yeah. things I went through our pantry and I like purged like cans with BPA liners and, and stuff like that. There was like a little bit of purging, but mm -hmm. I felt like I had to just come in with some type of balance. Otherwise I would have driven myself crazy. And yeah. Sometimes it really just comes down to, and I tell my clients this all the time, it comes down to the small, consistent choices that you make over time that create the results for you. And it, it's it's about the awareness of it. Just like you had said, like, yeah, every once in a while I end up having gluten. I do my best to avoid it, but sometimes it's just inevitable that I have it. Yeah. And being aware of that and still being able to make that informed choice is ultimately what my goal is with my coaching practice. I want people to be able to make informed choices about what they're doing and know that those are things that have led to consequences that maybe they're dealing with symptoms, conditions, and what have you. So that way there's no mystery mm -hmm. around it. I love that. So I feel like you alluded to it a little bit, but as you are running this six-figure business and you have these health issues that you're dealing with, all of these changes that you have to make, how did you balance that? Like you still stayed successful in business while still managing to make these changes without just like completely losing your mind. What did that look like for you? So it looked like deciding what was uh, prioritized, like what is most important mm. to me. And that looked like being able to go to the gym consistently. And so that was always in my calendar and it was, you know, kind of a non-negotiable. Now I'm not that kind of person or that kind of trainer that's like, you have to go to the gym every single day. Like, no, that's not my vibe. I don't do that personally. So I wouldn't make my clients do that either. <laughs> mm. But for me, it was prioritizing the gym trying to get there early enough in the morning to where I might not have any business type distractions, but inevitably mm. I, there were times where I was negotiating deals, negotiating contracts on the phone with clients when I was on the treadmill, or I had to maybe pause my workout for a second to respond to a text message or to a phone call or something that was important like that. And mm -hmm. so it came down to making sure that like defining what my priorities were for me, the gym was a big thing as well as like the products that I was buying. It was probably annoying to my husband that I was like looking at like ingredients lists and all of the things like when we first started making swaps, because yeah. I would like pick something off the shelf and be like, well, nope, that has this ingredient. That's a no, no for me or whatever. And so mm -hmm. Those were the kind of things as well, um, as well as within my business, setting boundaries, 
And I think that's something that a lot of, when I was in real estate, I was coaching other real estate agents. And that's one thing that Mm. um, in real estate specifically, a lot of agents have a problem with is setting boundaries in their business because they think they always have to be be available to their clients or for whatever, right? And while I do believe that there is a time to hustle and grind and all of that, but I also believe in setting boundaries. And so from the get-go, like my clients knew that the gym was an important thing for me. And I always let them know, like, send me a text. That's always the best way to get in touch with me. You need to call me. If I don't answer, I will call you back or I will shoot you a text. Mm -hmm. You know, like just being upfront about where my priorities lie with my clients and in my business, as well as setting those boundaries. Like I always told, would tell my clients and I tell my, my current clients, my fitness clients this now I'm a human being. I go to bed at night. I have my phone on do not disturb, but if you are up at 12 at midnight and you think of something to text me, please text me, but it's on do not disturb. It's not going to wake me up. (laughs) I will get back to you in the morning you know, but it it sounds silly to say, but being able to set those boundaries for yourself was huge for me. And it was still a huge thing that I was able to implement while prioritizing my health and still being able to maintain a six figure business. I love that. All of that was such tactical information, like good advice. I love the morning workout tip, like getting in the gym before you are like all clouded with work or you have like a bunch of notifications popping up. That's something I recently started doing within like the last year was like doing like a 6.30 a.m. workout because if I tried to do it later, I would be like, oh, well, like this work thing popped up. So like, I guess I just won't go today. And it just makes it so much easier to not go And I know like a morning workout might not be for everyone, but I'm also like not a morning person or wasn't at least. And like doing that really, really helped. And it was really scary when I signed up for the first like 6.30 a.m. class. I was like, oh my gosh, but it's totally changed the game. And I think that's so important for entrepreneurs because you do like you feel like you always have to be on or you need to be responding or like if I'm not responding, if I'm not closing this deal, like I'm not successful. Like there's just so much that goes on that if you can get to the gym and prioritize yourself, I feel like first thing in the day, it just totally sets the tone for the rest of your day. I love Mm -hmm. that one. Yeah, I, I completely agree. And not everybody is like a morning workout person. Like you said, yes, I personally love it. I much prefer to go in the morning versus the evening, but I have clients who really like to go in the middle of the day. I have clients who, whose schedule, it works out better for them to go in the evening. So it really just comes down to what makes the most sense for you and your schedule and what can you prioritize? Like, like, Mm -hmm choose something that you feel like is going to be quote easy. I don't mean easy, like easy, easy, but easier to actually stick with. And that's where a lot of people sometimes get it wrong too, especially in business. Mm -hmm. We think that we have to do things a certain way or like that you have to um, be a morning person. You have to get up you know, super early and get in your workout. And like, yes, that's my jam. And I love that, but I don't push that onto everybody because everybody's versions of success and results look differently. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. That's wonderful advice. There is, I feel like, so much prescriptive advice out on social media. Like, I have a six-figure business and this is my morning routine, so you need to do it too. And it's like sometimes those things just do not work. Like, you have to kind of, I feel like, experiment and like try so many different things and figure out what actually works for you. Because otherwise it can just be so frustrating. Like, I'm doing what she said to do. Like, I'm doing what all of these people I admire do and it's still not working for me. Like, maybe it's not meant for you. Um, But I love what you said about like making it easy for yourself to show up. Like, just setting yourself up for success in whatever that looks like. Like, how can you, you know, like optimize it so it's easier for you to show up? But You mentioned earlier when you were kind of telling us about your story, how you went from like zero to six figures in, I think you said seven months in your real estate business, like really short amount of time. Did that come with any sort of like money mindset, like mental struggles? What did that look like kind of being used to like not bringing in income to all of a sudden, like having all of this abundance. Tell us about that journey. Yeah. So I actually don't think that in 2020, I really had much struggle with my, with money mindset. I think it was kind of just like riding the high of, oh my gosh, like I'm actually doing it. I'm here. I'm, you know, cashing the checks and this is really awesome you know, like I was riding that high for so long during 2020. And it was actually not until 2021 when I got my like 1099s that I realized that I had actually barely crossed. Like I made like a like grossed $102,000, you know, in 2020. (laughs) So it wasn't like this, you know, absorbent amount or whatever. Anyway, um, Yeah. I just, I feel like the struggle came from trying to replicate it in 2021. And there were a lot of things happening in the real estate market in 2021 that weren't happening in 2020, or at least not to the same degree. And so that in and of itself, the industry changing and it getting a lot harder and my clients having a harder time getting under contract. And in real estate, if you're not getting clients under contract, you're not making money. And so that was more of my struggling year in real estate was 2021 because of all the market changes and kind of the pressure to, to replicate 2020. Like, okay, like I proved that I can hit six figures. Well, can I, can I do it again? Am I capable Mm -hmm. of doing it again? And, you know, so that was really more what I struggled with it when it came to money mindset. Yeah. How did you deal with that pressure? I feel like that's something a lot of female entrepreneurs can relate to is like, oh, like I, I made this much money last month. Like I need to do that again, or I need to do better, or I made this much last year and this was my goal for this year. How did you kind of deal with that pressure and work through it? Like, was it positive pressure or was it more like a self-sabotaging pressure that you felt? Uh, probably a combination of both, to be honest. Yeah. And the only thing that I could do, and I, I implement this in my own fitness journey, my own health journey, as well as my clients journeys, the thing that you have control over is what you choose to do. And if I would have chosen to, at that time, you know, 
gotten all sorts of caught up in what was going on and just blaming, you know, pointing the finger out at every other thing and not looking at me. Like at the end of the day, what am I doing? What choices am I making? What, you know, am I doing to push the needle forward? Am I having conversations? Am I scheduling, you know, consultations with people? Am I showing homes? Am I writing contracts? Am I answering emails? You know, like as long as I'm doing those things, the business is going to come to me. And Mm -hmm. it's the same with, with your health and fitness. You know, are you eating the right foods? Are you getting your movement in? Are you attempting to be 1% better today than you were yesterday. And that's really all that you can ask for. Cause like we had mentioned earlier, all of those small consistent choices that you make on a daily basis is what ultimately compounds into the results that you want, whether that's with your health or in business, it's the exact same thing. Absolutely. So let's dive into gut health a little bit. I feel like a lot, well, I guess I didn't know that I had gut health issues for probably like at least two years. And I feel like I'm learning that a lot of people do have gut issues and we don't know it. So tell us a little bit kind of about like what you've learned about gut health, your journey with gut health, and maybe like what some of us should be looking out for is like red flags that like, oh, like maybe I do have gut issues that I need to, that I need to look into. Yeah, totally. So gut health is actually a really foundational part of our health. 70% of our immune system is like located in the gut. And so if you have gut problems, you're more likely to have immune problems or a little bit more immunocompromised kind of system. Um, Our gut also um, impacts our hormones. So as women, Um, poor gut health can lead to hormonal imbalances, as well as there's a a gut brain connection that has been um, discovered and talked about a lot. So if you struggle with, you know, mental clarity or anxiety, depression, or any other type of mental illness, um, not saying that all of it is rooted in your gut, but there is some correlation between mental illness and um, gut health. And so it's a very foundational, a very foundational part of health, and it is not talked about enough. So we are getting to the point where it's starting to get talked more and more about. Right. Um, The thing for from my perspective is coming at it from the fitness side of things. Now we all probably follow a, a handful of fitness influencers on Instagram or fitness trainers or whatever. We love their content, those kinds of things. The issue with gut health inside the fitness industry is people are now starting to realize, yes, I have gut issues, but they're not really talking about where the gut issues are coming from. And more often than not, it's coming from the food that they're eating, the if it fits in my macros, I can eat it kind of diet, the artificial sweetened protein powders, pre-workouts, unnecessary supplements, And don't even get me started on all of these greens powders that are, you know, just miraculously like curing people's gut health or the green or the gut, like the gut supplements that now all of the supplement companies are starting to come out with. Um, From the fitness side of things, there's a lot of hypocrisy 
when it comes to gut health. And so for me, when it comes to gut health, I don't recommend supplements for my clients. I'm not in a position, it's kind of out of my own scope of practice to like diagnose and treat gut health problems, but I can Mm -hmm. at least notify my clients of, oh, hey, like that might be a gut health issue. Let me refer you to someone who's a lot more well-versed in gut health than I am. Now to kind of answer the second part of the question, what kind of symptoms can you look out for? So uh, acne is actually usually sign of an imbalance inward. And so it Mm. drives me crazy when I see people talking about this face wash or this cream or this lotion healed my acne. Like, I mean, sure, maybe it did, but at the same time, I think it is more of an internal issue than an external issue. Um, Wow. Same with eczema. Like I struggle with eczema still to this day. It's something that I struggle with. And so I know that when I start to flare up with eczema, it's because something inside my gut needs more help or needs more help or support. So skin issues a lot of times are an inward issue. Um, Of course, bloating, upset stomach, having to go to the bathroom, diarrhea, constipation, not having bowel movements on a daily basis, those are all signs of gut dysfunction and gut problems. So, um, and they all are going to range in, you know, severity, right? Like some people might get a tiny stomach ache. Some people might not. Some people might eat something and then immediately feel like, uh, and there's different kinds of bloating too, you know? So like, there's just the I want to say kind of standard type of bloating, but then there's also the kind where that's related to a condition called SIBO, which is small intestine bacterial overgrowth. And Mm -hmm. your bloating is actually like your stomach feels hard, almost like you're pregnant and, and, and things like that. So yeah, there's so many things that can kind of hint towards having gut dysfunction, um, Mm -hmm. as well as like, if you can tell, that after eating maybe a a really solidly unhealthy meal, maybe you feel a little bit more on edge or anxious or depressed. Like, you know, again, not saying that all of that is related to like, oh, it's your anxiety is diet is based solely on your gut health. I'm not saying that at all, but you can kind of tell at least I can, because I I suffer from anxiety and I can always tell if I'm a little bit more on edge. The question is always, well, what have I eaten today? Or, Or it's always one of the questions that I ask myself when I'm kind of trying to determine where the anxiety is coming from. So yeah, that's, that's just a little bit about gut health. So keep an eye out for those. And if you are realizing that you're struggling with gut health dysfunction, um, testing is always going to be the best way to know for sure. And Courtney, Mm -hmm. I don't know if you have done like testing yourself and that's kind of where you're at on your gut health protocol. Um, but I always recommend my clients and just anyone in general, if you're unsure, find a naturopath, a functional medicine doctor, find a holistic nutritionist or, um, you know, gut health specialist who's going to help you determine what exactly is the best protocol for your body, because it's not going to be the same as the fitness influencer on Instagram. It's not going to be the same as me either. I don't go around telling people, this is my supplement routine. You should do it because I do it. No. Yeah. Everyone is so individualized. It's ridiculous. (laughs) I think that is such an important point to make because 
we're just in this society, especially like as online business owners of like content is life. Like I need to create content. I need to be sharing content. How can I be going viral? How can I be adding value? Like they might not even think that it is a a harmful thing to be doing. But yeah, if you are looking at some influencer supplement lineup and you're like, oh, cool, I'm going to buy, I'm going to order all of those and take them too. Like, don't, don't do that. <laughs> like, there's just no, there's no reasoning behind that because you're so right. Everybody is going to be so different. And I'm so happy that you said, like you gave all of those examples of where to go or what to do. If you feel like you're having those issues, um, like finding a naturopath, finding someone who is an expert in gut health, because what I did was I just rolled up to my primary care doctor and was like, Hey, I'm having like really terrible bloating. I have for a couple of years, I want to get it. And I knew that I wanted to have a GI map done. It's like, I want to get a GI map. And she said, no, that'll be a waste of your money. I'm, you're not, you don't need a GI map. You probably have a gluten or a dairy intolerance. So I would start eliminating that and like follow this diet. You can Google it for more information. And I was like, "Uh, (laughs) what? Like you just told me to Google something? (laughs) What? And they did do, they did blood work. She tested my thyroid. Um, which was fine. And then um, I ha- and my hormones, which all like everything came back perfect. And she's like, you're good. And I was like, I'm not like I knew in my in my gut. Uh, but I knew like I knew that something was wrong. Um, and so I think it is so important to find the right practitioners or the right people to help you, but also to advocate for yourself and to like keep going. Because if I just would have been like, okay, well, doctor said I was okay. So I guess this is just what I'll live with. Like (laughs) I knew something was wrong in my body. I think it's so important to, to listen to that. Um, and to really just advocate for yourself because no one is going to care about your issues that you're having to live with on a daily basis as much as you do. So I feel like all of that information was really helpful. Thank you for sharing that. It's, it's crazy out there. And just like the people who you think are there to help you. Sometimes they just don't see it the same way. Um, Which I found to be like a really, really frustrating part of my experience. So then I did find someone who was like a dietitian like who focuses on gut health and was like, okay, this feels, this feels more right. At least you're validating me that like, I do have an issue and not just being like, no, you're fine. Everything came back. Perfect. You're good. Like, uh, I get so frustrated thinking about that. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, and yet another huge reason why I stepped into the fitness industry to begin with, because you don't hear fitness trainers, personal trainers, fitness influencers in here talking about this. Like it still blows my mind. There, there was a gal that I was following for a while. I had to unfollow her because it literally bugged me so much, but she's a trainer. She's a, a a bodybuilder and, um, you know, kind of a fitness influencer, if you will. And she ended up getting diagnosed with SIBO, the small intestinal bacterial overgrowth. And Mm -hmm. she had to go on a very strict like gut health protocol to help heal that. But in the same vein, she's promoting 
products with ingredients like artificial sweeteners and artificial flavorings and natural flavorings, which are just umbrella ingredient names for, Mm. you know, hundreds of different things. And, And you don't really know what's in those products, not to mention all of the emulsifiers and preservatives and, you know, everything else. But I just don't understand how in one hand, someone in the fitness industry can be like vulnerable and say, yeah, I'm, I'm dealing with this. But in the other hand, then still promote and share products that are harmful or like a diet that's harmful. Like I hate to tell you guys, but the if it fits in my macros, I'll eat it diet is doing you so much more harm than good. I promise you. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. No, I the the influencer culture right now is so tricky. Like I really feel like you do have to take everything with a grain of salt because at the end of the day you have to recognize that like this is these people's livelihood. <laughs> So they're going to keep hawking those products to get that paycheck. Like, and so sometimes those just like don't actually add up or like make sense. And I feel like I, within like the past year or so have become like much more keenly aware of that. Like I became so much more aware of the people that I was following and like their values really. And like why I was following them and taking things with a grain of salt when I see them. Like, I feel like we just get into this habit of just like scrolling, 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 like, like hypnotized by social media. And like, you have to kind of continually bring reality into that picture to remember that like, there are other things going on in the background right now. And like, that's how they're making money. So I think that's really important that you said that. Um, And kind of teeing off of that a little bit I would love to hear a little bit more from you on those like green powders on the supplements like tell us why we should not be wasting our money on those uh, because I was also guilty of that I was kind of the type of person who was like I don't know what my issue is so I'm just going to keep adding supplements in and like maybe this will help maybe this will be the right fix like maybe this will be the thing that takes care of it (laughs) which I have learned is obviously not the case. So go off on your rant on this a little bit. I'm so (laughs) curious to hear more. Yeah. So I think it's first important to understand that supplements are exactly that. They supplement what you are already doing and what you are already eating. Most people don't want to address the root problem, which is the food that they're putting in their mouth on a daily basis. And I come from a standpoint where I believe that food is information, food is healing, food is medicine. And so by simply changing what you eat and purchasing more quality products and and more whole nutrient-dense foods, you can solve a lot of problems with that type of uh, approach. And what I think our society especially here in the US is more about is about the band-aid solutions. Well, I'd rather just start taking a new supplement or I'd rather just get a prescription for this than change my lifestyle. And that's that's crossed over into the fitness and sometimes into the holistic health industry as well is instead of addressing the root problem of your lifestyle and the food that you're eating, Well, it's just easier to prescribe, if you will, a supplement. 
or to think that a supplement's going to solve all of your issues. And so I think it's just important, like I said, to understand that supplements supplement, literally Google the dictionary definition of it. And it will tell you that it is in addition to supplements help in addition to, Mm -hmm. you know, and I think that that supplements are in a way becoming the prescription version of the holistic health and wellness industry is again, instead of addressing the food you're eating and the lifestyle changes that you need to make, it's, oh, well, let's supplement you with this. Let's supplement you with that. Now there are, you know, plenty of practitioners that I respect, have mad respect for in the holistic space who, you know, uh, like, uh, like in my own experience as well, working with a holistic nutritionist to kind of heal my gut and get in really good health and balance my hormones, et cetera. Like she has suggested, you know, certain supplements to kind of help in, in certain ways. Right. But again, that's on an individualized mm-hmm. basis. Fitness influencers are out yeah. here talking to the masses and saying this gut health you know, thing cured my, these green powders or this gut health. I feel so much better. I feel less bloated. And I'm just like, are you honestly feeling that way? Or are you just saying that so that your audience is going to buy this product and use your commission code? You know, like it's hard to tell what's actually genuine, especially when you're talking to the masses. And it's a whole other thing when you're in a one-on-one conversation with a client. Like if I'm in a conversation with a client and they're, for example, telling me, Jesse, I'm having a really hard time just getting my protein in during the day. I'm going to ask them, well, what protein sources are you eating already? You know, then they'll tell me. And then I'll say, okay, well, could you try this? Do you like this? You know, uh, uh, suggesting different whole food protein sources. Right. Mm -hmm. And then if they're like, you know, we come up with a list of whole food protein sources, then I'm going to say, Oh, well, have you tried a protein powder? You know, and then I'm going to recommend the cleanest, most highest quality protein powder that I know of on the market, you know, and say, this might be something that's great to supplement as well, but it starts Mm -hmm. with the food that you're eating. And then the supplements supplement to that. <laughs> yeah, I think that's so important. So tell us some like easy swaps that we could be making. Um, just as you're kind of talking about like food and gut health, like what are some easy, simple swaps that we can make to maybe take up the quality of our food or what we're eating to help us kind of like eat a more diverse diet. So maybe we don't need those supplements. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So honestly, the simplest thing that you can start doing today is to start reading your ingredients lists on your products. Now, an apple doesn't have an ingredients list because it's just an apple, but a box of crackers or a bag of chips has an ingredients list because it's more than one ingredient, right? It, it's a processed mm-hmm. food. It's taken from its original state and made into something else. That's what a processed food is. But honestly, reading your ingredients lists and there are there are levels to it, right? Like you can start at the surface level of what I'm telling you right now, which is start reading your ingredients lists. If there are, you know, a, a huge list, uh, like a paragraph of ingredients, that's probably not something that I would recommend. If it's a list of something 10 or less and you can pronounce all of them, if it's mostly organic um, and and things like that, like 
then that's probably a better choice than the thing that's right next to it that has a laundry list of ingredients in it, right? That's yeah. the, the simplest place to start. And again, there are levels to it. You can then start looking for specific ingredients to avoid, like inflammatory oils, um, artificial sweeteners, added sugar. Like there are, you know, a dozen plus names for sugar these days. And sugar is in literally everything from ketchup to barbecue sauce to cereals and oatmeal and, you know, all of the things. Mm -hmm. So keeping an eye out for specific ingredients is kind of how you can like next level up, but simply just trying to buy whole nutrient dense foods, keep your meals simple. Most of the time me and my husband have a protein source, whether it's ground beef, a steak, chicken, chicken thighs, um, ground turkey, ground bison, you know, whatever, a protein source, a vegetable. So broccoli, Brussels sprouts, um, we'll do a green starter, like a, like a salad to start with, Mm -hmm. or, you know, uh, something like that. And then having a starch source. So Mm -hmm. rice, potatoes. Again, I'm gluten-free, so I don't eat a lot of like breads, pastas and things like that. So for me, Mm -hmm. I usually stick to kind of rice and potatoes. Um, but keeping your meal simple by just doing a protein source, a vegetable and a carb source keeps your meals really simple and less complicated because it's literally three ingredients. So I can go to the store for one meal and I can say, okay, I need ground turkey. I need rice and I need potatoes. Those are all whole ingredients. I don't need to read a box to get, to get those ingredients. You know what I'm saying? So again, the the best and simplest thing you can do is honestly just start reading your ingredients lists and becoming more and more aware and then diving into ingredients specifically after you've mastered just reading the lists to begin with. That's such great advice. And I love what you said about how like it honestly makes eating simpler when you're just like, I have a protein, I have a veggie, I have a starch. That's something that I have learned within the past couple of weeks with changing my diet. I was like, wait, it's like way quicker to cook dinner now than it used to be. (laughs) What? And I'm, I'm eating better. Um, so yeah, those little changes or like those changes are actually really little, even though they can feel like they're like really big and daunting. What are some gut-friendly foods that maybe we should be incorporating into our diet as well, just to help make sure everything's like as optimal as it can be? Mm -hmm. So specifically, I mean, it's going to vary for each individual. Um, Prebiotics, probiotics, um, you know, foods like that, um, kimchi, Mm -hmm. uh, kombucha, probiotic yogurts, things like that are helpful. Again, speak to a practitioner if you're in that regard. Like, again, you don't want to start you don't want to do the supplement thing and start incorporating all of these foods when it could be causing a a more of a problem than solving. So that's just Mm -hmm. my, you know, general across the board kind of warning there. (laughs) Um, and recommendation is always speak to a practitioner first. Um, but honestly, like the, it, it sounds super simple, but getting enough fiber 
during the day. So that's where, you know, your vegetables and your fruits come into play. Those are mostly fiber sources and fiber helps just keep everything moving through your digestive system, uh, getting enough water as well. Like it sounds so cliche and every trainer on the planet is going to tell you to get enough water, but like, it's just fact at this point. Yeah. Uh, you want to think of, you know, being properly hydrated is essentially a way of kind of making sure everything slides out, you know, perfectly fine and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So the fiber, the water, and again, focusing more on your whole nutrient dense foods is what's going to help you the most and avoiding lots of added ingredients, boxed foods, processed foods, added sugar, all of that stuff. Ooh, great advice. I love that. Everything is like it. These things are so much more simple to fix than I feel like we think that they are. And it's something you can fix something with as simple as a diet change, like not with medications, not with like pills and supplements. Like it really can be so simple. So I love how you really are like breaking this down. You're like busting these myths and really simplifying it for us. So through this journey of, you know, making swaps, living healthier, getting rid of endocrine disruptors, like getting rid of just like crap filler ingredients, what are some of your favorite brands that you, you know, like keep stocked in your house, whether it is like cleaning supplies, laundry, or whether it's like go-to snacks, like what are some good brands that we should be looking out for since you have done the research as we're like wanting to make these swaps? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the um, clean protein and pre-workout that I use is from a company called Just Ingredients. It's literally Just Ingredients. <laughs> and, um, you know, I, I, that, that's the company that I recommend when my clients come to me asking for supplements in that regard. Mm-hmm. She also, I mean, they also have a, a wide range of beauty products like a serum, deodorant, awesome. different things like that. So check out Just Ingredients. They have a lot of things, both food and beauty slash personal products. Another company that I really like for cleaning supplies, household stuff, kind of medicinal purposes mm-hmm. is called Ro Casa. So R-O-W-E Casa is in house. Um, C-A-S-A Ro Casa Organics is also another company that I recommend. They make all of their products in the USA. They're all homemade batch quality, um, products. They literally have everything from household cleaners to baby products to body washes and face serums and like so many products. So give them uh, a look as well. That That's where I would start if you're looking to kind of um, create a like a medicine cabinet, kind of get rid of mm-hmm. your ibuprofen, icy hot, you know, vapor rub, things like that. I would check mm-hmm. out Rocasa for that. For um, another like household cleaning brand, I really like Branch Basics. They have a whole like starter kit where that you can order. They just have a concentrate that you mix with water and they, you know, give you different bottles. They also have like a a laundry oxygen boost product that I use Uh, for laundry detergent specifically. I really like Molly's Suds. It's a um, powder detergent. I also think that they have like dish detergent um, and like dishwasher pods and things like that too. Uh, I haven't personally tried those, just the laundry detergent, but it's like 
$15 for a bag of the laundry detergent. And I swear to you, it has lasted me almost six months now. It's insane how much more you actually get out of it. And I, I mean, I do wow. um, two to three loads of laundry per week. So it's not like we do like okay. a ton, a ton of laundry. It's just me and my husband. Um, but yeah, it still yeah. lasted us a really, really long time. And then um, as far as like, one of the things that actually really changed for me was changing where I shopped for groceries and putting myself in a place mm. that actually offered more gluten-free options, more organic options, more, you know, healthy alternative options. And so I stopped shopping at mm. like Target, Walmart, oh. and like our local grocer because they really don't have very many gluten-free options. And I instead started shopping yeah. at primarily at Sprouts. Um, Whole Foods is a great yeah. option. Natural grocers, I think AJ's. Um it just kind of depends on a, where you're at in the country, right? But looking for a more like health food targeted grocery store will also make all the difference when it comes to trying to read ingredients lists and making better choices. That's awesome. In my experience too, I also shop at Sprouts. Is their produce is so much cheaper and it, like, and it's organic. Like if I get a, like a thing of strawberries or like, blueberries they're always cheaper at sprouts and they're better quality than at just like the local grocery store so if you're listening to that and you're like oh like i can't afford sprouts or like i can't afford to go to a healthy grocery store it would definitely encourage you to at least like take one lap around one time and look at the prices and you will probably be pleasantly surprised oh jesse thank you so much for all of that that was so good. Like just a little mini like masterclass in gut health. And like, thank you so much for sharing um, all of that product research that I know like you have done, you've been in the thick of it um, to make that easier on those of us who are trying to make those swaps, because that feels so daunting to me. And it's like, well, whatever I've been using before, it worked. It's full of crap, and it's not good for me. But like, at least I knew that it worked. So now having to like dive into trying all of these new products again, I hate spending money on stuff that like doesn't, that doesn't work or doesn't live up and it just ends up being crappy. So thank you for sharing all of that. I need to go check out a lot of those. Um, and I love too that you mentioned that Just Ingredients has skincare because that's something else huge too, is just like limiting the toxins that we're putting on our body that we're putting on our skin that gets absorbed into our bodies. And I feel like that's something that gets really overlooked. And especially since a lot of these like beauty products, skincare products, they don't have ingredient labels because they don't have to. So really kind of like you have to be your own advocate there and like do your own research to find companies that are actually out there trying to benefit others and like trying to help people and aren't just like cutting corners and taking the cheap way out and like just filling it full of toxins and crap. So it's honestly like so crazy and kind of scary how much is out there and how much is in our lives and in our homes that like is toxic to us that like we should not be using. <laughs> like, <laughs> how how is this where we're at right now but i love how our generation i feel like is really the ones who are taking a stand and are like 
we're not dealing with this crap anymore. Like we want to live long, healthy lives and we're not going to be a victim to this. Like we're going to take this into our own hands. So, and I feel like everything that you've shared today has really like simplified that because even like saying all of that, like that still feels so daunting, but then I'm like, no, wait, it's okay. We're going to look at the ingredient labels. We're going to get whole foods. Like you shared good brands. We're just going to simplify and everything will, everything will be okay. (laughs) So a couple last questions for you as we wrap up this awesome conversation. I ask these two questions to all of the guests um, to really get a good picture of like what's going on in the world of female entrepreneurship um, and advice that other female entrepreneurs can take. So first question, how do you balance it all? How are you balancing your business, working with clients, you know, really putting your body and your health first while also like still having a life, nurturing your relationship with your husband, like what has finding that balance in all of this looked like for you? Yeah, it's still very similar. Like we talked about earlier in the show, it's still very similar. I know what my, what's, what's prioritized for me. And that looks like, you know, making sure that I get my weekly meal planning in, that I get my weekly grocery shopping in, that I get my, you know, gym time in and things like that. Like I I've defined what my priorities are and then again, set boundaries with my clients and around my business to where I don't feel like I have to be on all the time. I also give myself permission to, move things around if I have to, nothing is set in stone. And if I have a meeting and, you know, something comes up and I mentally just am not in the space to take the meeting, I'll just reschedule the meeting, Mm. um, uh, and, and whatever, you know? So just giving myself permission to like be a human being, to have off days and, to move my schedule around. That's the beauty of being an entrepreneur, right? And that's why a lot of us went into entrepreneurship to begin with is to be our own bosses and have a flexible schedule. So why not take advantage of that? So yeah, it's still very similar, just defining what my priorities are and then setting boundaries in my business. And again, just making those choices and the doing the activities on a daily basis if I can to move my health to move my relationships and to move my business forward that's such potent advice Jesse and again like just simple you know get your priorities straight and like dedicate yourself to showing up to those and setting boundaries and you took the words right out of my mouth when you were talking about just like giving yourself the grace to reschedule and having that flexibility as an entrepreneur absolutely i feel like we get so like controlled by our calendar it's like oh well i have this meeting today okay like reschedule it. Like it's no big deal. I've never had anyone be upset with me for rescheduling a meeting. Literally never once. Like it's not a big mm-hmm. deal. People, and I feel like even more so now, kind of post COVID, I feel like people are even more understanding of it. And like, you don't know what they have going on too. I rescheduled something yesterday actually. And she's like, honestly, this works out so much better for me. And I was like, oh, Oh, okay. Well, good to know. Cause I was like, there was no need to even be concerned over having to reschedule it. So yeah, take advantage of that flexibility as an entrepreneur and like 
it's your business, you know? And if you like, and you are your business. So if you're not at your best, reschedule and like show up when you can be at your best. That's so potent. Okay. Final question. What is one piece of advice that you have to share with the female entrepreneurs that are listening? Maybe that you have learned throughout your career or a hard lesson that you had to learn that maybe by sharing it, someone might be able to learn that without having to make those same missteps. I uh, am going to just reiterate some uh, the same point that I've kind of made throughout the show, which yeah. is it is always the small, consistent choices that you make on a daily basis that will propel you forward or set you back. And mm. trying to focus on the big picture all at once is only going to keep you stagnant, always being wow. worried about the end goal, the outcome that you want to achieve is focusing on the wrong thing. And we need to keep those things in mind, absolutely. But it's not so much about the outcome as it is about the behaviors that get us there. So focus on the behaviors. Focus on the choices that you're making on a daily basis. And your choices can be as small and as insignificant to you as possible, but it's still making better choices. Like for example, in, you know, if you go out to a a restaurant to eat lunch or dinner, you know, and you decide to skip on the soda and get water, that is an amazing choice. And that's something that's worth celebrating. Or it could be, you know, you decide to dive headfirst into a whole new like (laughs) training regimen And you're going from, you know, zero to 60 super quick. Some people thrive off of that, you know, like everybody's choices are going to look differently, but just focus on what you can do today to get you to where you want to be tomorrow. I love that. That's so good. Again, just like simplifying things down for us. I feel like that really has been kind of the theme of this episode, like you said. And I love that. I feel like we need that. We need simplicity, especially with the like total overwhelm of just like all the content and everything that we're thrown at on a daily basis. Just like coming back to center and being like, it actually can be easy. It doesn't have to be difficult. It doesn't have to be like 12 million steps. I love that. Oh, Jesse, thank you so, so much for your time today. This has been such an informative episode. I hope everyone was taking notes or will like listen to it again and jot down notes. I feel like you gave so many great like tangible pieces of advice that people can take action on or can add into their toolbox if that feels good for them. So thank you so much for sharing so much of your knowledge with us today. Please let everybody know where they can find you, where they can connect with you, how they can work with you, all of the things. Yeah. So there are uh, three main ways that you can connect with me. The first is Instagram. You can find me at Miss Jessie Lockhart, MS Jessie Lockhart. And Instagram is where I'm the most active. I have, you know, tons of information, free content, of course, educational content over there. Um, come slide in my DMs. Tell me that you, you know, found me from this podcast episode, and I'd love to hear your biggest takeaway from it as well. 
The second place is within my own Facebook group. It's called the Swolistic Collective. And again, sharing lots of value and free content in there. And then the last place is I actually do have my own podcast called The Swolistic Show. I would love for you to come over you know, give me a subscribe and, and binge all of the content that I have over there as well. Amazing. We'll have all of that linked in the show notes for you guys as well. So you can check it out and easily connect with Jesse. Uh, Jesse, again, thank you so, so much for your time today. And thank you for listening to today's episode of the Female CEO Show podcast. We will catch you on the next episode.